Today, we take inventory of the Dallas Stars prospect system. We'll talk about a few different guys we should be excited to keep an eye on with the Texas Stars in the 23-24 season. All of this coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Stars podcast. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Wednesday, July 26th. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow along on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. Still coming at you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here throughout the remainder of the offseason and then back up to a once-a-day, five-episodes-a-week upload schedule by the start of training camp. But still plenty of NHL buzz going even here in the late days of July. Of course, in the world of Stars Hockey, Stars General Manager Jim Nill signs a two-year contract extension after just winning GM of the year amongst the entire NHL. Uh, one of the best GMs in the league at this moment. Very excited for him and, and what the future continues to hold for this franchise with Nil at the helm. But then even across the NHL in general, some very big news with the official announcement from the man himself, Patrice Bergeron, calling it a career. Uh, one of the best two-way forwards uh, of my generation of watching the sport of hockey. Uh, an absolute pest for his opponents, but... Uh, truly one of the greatest talents that this game has seen and uh, just a man who embodies uh, what the Boston Bruins organization is. And I know he will be dearly missed in Boston, uh, but the other all 31 other fan bases and teams around the NHL, uh, a little bit relieved to finally see Patrice Bergeron hang up the cleats, but an incredible career uh, for Bergeron. But now it's about time for guys like Rope Hints to potentially get to win a few Selkie trophies uh, here over the next handful of seasons. But outside of that, there's still plenty to break down with the Dallas Stars organization. They seem to have a pretty good idea of who's going to be representing the Dallas Stars at the NHL level come opening night. And of course, here on this podcast, there's been plenty of discourse and discussion about that with our way too early lineup projections last week. And we've even you know, dove into, oh, who's the best player on the team right now? Really enjoyed doing that episode and some pretty good discussion uh, in the comment section and on Twitter as well uh, amongst Stars fans, which is always great to see that the fan base staying active here, even in the late stages of the summer in the middle of the offseason. But even with the, the seeming certainty that we have at the NHL level, there's still plenty to keep an eye on 
down in the AHL in Cedar Park with the Texas Stars. There's going to be a handful of really fun players to watch this season, develop their game, grow their game. And, and I think it really starts with, with the defense here. Uh, I don't think the defense at the NHL level is going to be a huge concern over the next stretch of the next few years, given some of the guys that the Stars have on the way up through the ranks at this moment in time. We've seen the Stars develop some pretty great forwards that have finally you know, come to fruition over the past handful of seasons, guys like Jason Robertson and Wyatt Johnston. Uh, but now I think that that's going to happen with defensemen here over the next handful of seasons. Of course, Thomas Harley is already ready to make that jump to the NHL. I think he's a lock for the opening night roster. But I think uh, to what, you know, let's just say Thomas Harley is Jason Robertson in the situation. And then I think you have a few Wyatt Johnston-esque players just on the defensive side coming up through the ranks in the next few years, similar to, you know, we see Robertson come up and kind of have a year or two run uh, where he's the the big attraction and still is the big attraction. But then in Robertson's third season, you have this other guy come along and Wyatt Johnston, and you think, wow, this organization is set up for success for quite some time uh, with players like this uh, here to stay for the next handful of seasons. But I think defensively in Texas with the Stars, it starts with Leon Bichelle, a guy who many fans cannot wait to see in Dallas. And for good reason, this is a massive human being uh, regardless of if you are you know in the camp of oh the stars need these massive defensemen or whether or not it, you believe that or you think they just need defensive depth and need some youth uh, this guy checks all the boxes he's 6'5 216 pounds and, and don't let the size be deceiving because even though he can lay some big hits and he can finish his checks he can move the puck pretty well for a big guy uh, we've seen it at the world juniors we've seen him you know, during his time playing in Europe as a whole, a lot of his highlights offensively are pretty impressive, despite being a, a just very lanky and large man. That's again, six, five, 216 pounds. And I think that, you know, there's a lot to like with the prospect like that. He, his game has been described by many scouting platforms and publications as violent. And I think that that can be a good thing. Hopefully that's not really an issue for the stars with penalties, but uh, hopefully, at least if it is, that's something that can be addressed and accounted for. Uh, and we can hopefully watch more of him being successful on the ice rather than him being reckless and careless and finding himself in the penalty box. It's all about balance and finding that middle ground of playing an aggressive style of hockey, but not damaging your team's chances to win games. But even outside of just Leon Bichelle, you have the opposite side of the spectrum with the guy who was taken around after Bichelle and Christian Cairo, brother of current NHLer and St. Louis Blue Jordan Cairo, who is a little bit more of an offensive threat. He's a defenseman, but he is a big time playmaker, not necessarily a very large player in terms of height and weight, but this guy is deceptively skilled. Uh, he likes to make def defenses look foolish. He can skate incredibly well. He can pass. He can shoot. He can really check all the boxes offensively. Uh, you would just like to see a little bit more growth and development on the defensive side. And hopefully with this jump from the OHL to the AHL, we will see a little bit more growth in his game from a defensive point of view, making him a little bit more of a complete player who can give the Dallas Stars a full package and not just be an offensive threat and a defensive liability. We, we would love to get the offensive threat with a guy who you can trust in the defensive zone and maybe even utilize him on the power play 
or maybe even in three on three overtime if the skill the skill ability does come to fruition uh, and continue to shine during his time with this organization. And even outside of that, you have guys like Artyom Grishinkov, who was drafted in 2021, Gavin White, who was a late pick for the Stars in the 2022 draft, plenty of defensemen taken in the 2023 draft too. We won't see them with the Texas Stars, uh, but they're probably going to be on their way, and some of them might have a shot at cracking the AHL roster in the future, and you know the sky's the limit after that. Uh, you're Then you're only one step away from your dream of eventually playing in the NHL. But I, all of that to say, we're going to be seeing a very different Dallas Stars defensive core over the next season or two with the likely departure of some pretty big-name players. Ryan Suter, I know, has two more years left on his deal, but I think that there's a chance that maybe after this season he does get bought out uh, because the money would just make a lot more sense doing it a year from now rather than doing it this summer, which it already is too late to do it this summer. Essa Lindell currently only has two more years left on his contract. I'm curious to see what will be become of him as, you know, even though it feels like he's been around a while, he'll only be in his early 30s and could potentially still have something left to offer. Uh, while I don't think he would earn a massive contract extension, I am curious to see if the Stars would let him stick around or if they would let him test free agency and bring in a new player. Yanni Hockenpah is on the final year of his deal. Joe Hanley only has two years on his deal for not a ton of money, and he'll start to be entering his mid-30s by the time that contract expires. I think, but outside of Haskinen, Harley, and Lundquist, we're going to be needing to see a lot of new faces over the next handful of seasons. And I think that it's a nice you know, transition period where you have time to let these AHL rookies and these prospects develop and continue to grow. There's not a ton of pressure for them to be NHL ready right now. They can grow in the minor leagues. They can continue to develop their game in a environment that is competitive, but not as stressful as the NHL. And at the NHL level, you still have veterans, which it's a little bit hit or miss in terms of consistency and the overall quality that you get. But the stars do have six to seven, if not even eight guys on the defensive side of the ice that you can put out there on any given night and feel relatively comfortable uh, with your chances to win a hockey game. So plenty to be excited about with the Texas Stars in terms of defensemen. Leon Bichelle, Christian Cairo in particular, those are going to be guys I have my eye on this season. Uh, and I'm excited to see what the numbers look like in Cedar Park. But with defensemen, it's not always about the offensive numbers. I'm curious to see what the reports are about their play defensively, as I think especially with Bichelle, that is going to be the sweetener uh, of eventually bringing him to the NHL to play with the Dallas Stars. Well, that's enough about the defensemen. Let's move on to a batch of forwards who I'm thrilled to see take the ice this season. Some of them making their return to Cedar Park, and one of them going to be a new face. But the way that he got to Cedar Park is wild to me. But he's one of the more intriguing prospects in today's episode during this discussion. We'll talk about those guys coming up next. Today's episode of Lockdown Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. All you have to do is bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can spend on betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. 
There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow along on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Continuing our discussion about prospects to keep an eye on this season with the Texas Stars. They have a fun batch of young forwards coming through the system who I'm really looking forward to see continue to develop and grow their game. Of course, starting with a guy like Maverick Bork, who will be playing his second season in Cedar Park with the Texas Stars. The 2020 first-round pick had a slow start to his season last year, but finished pretty strong and had a very respectable season uh, with the Texas Stars, finishing with 47 points in 70 regular season games and even chipped in four points in eight postseason games. In the second half of that season, something changed inside of Maverick Bork, and he really flipped a switch and started to look more like the player that we've been expecting and that we've been excited to watch in the NHL for the past few years now. And I think uh, there's a good chance that he starts his season in Cedar Park and likely spends a good chunk of the season with the Texas Stars, uh, which there certainly is no shame in that. It's not necessarily a lack of talent from Bork. It's an overwhelming amount of talent in the NHL with the Dallas Stars. But perhaps if the Stars find themselves shorthanded, uh, it would not shock me to see Bork get the call up to make his NHL debut. In fact, I would be willing to bet that across this 82-game season, somewhere along the way, we will see Maverick Bork make his NHL debut with the Dallas Stars. It's been three years now since he's been drafted. I think he is due for his first appearance in the NHL. I don't know if it'll necessarily be a long stay, but I do think that it will happen sometime this season. But I think the majority of his games will be played at HEB Center with the Texas Stars, which is great uh, because similar to pretty much every guy on this list, what matters is that they're playing games, they're getting reps, and they're getting opportunities to get better. That goes for Maverick Bork, and that goes for Antonio Stranges as well, who will also be headed back for season two with the Texas Stars. This is one of the flashiest prospects amongst the Dallas Stars pipeline. Many will remember just seeing the most insane highlights from him during his time with the London Knights. Spin moves. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who just has a bag, if that's even a term. I know in basketball, that's a term for people who have you know, a nice dribble package and whatnot. I feel like that describes Antonio Strange's game, just the way he skates, the way he moves, the way that he can just blow by defenses and set himself up for scoring opportunities. Uh, it, it is a thing of beauty. But he kind of had a bizarre season last year with only 19 games with the Texas Stars in the AHL and 12 games in the ECHL with the Dallas Stars ECHL affiliate, the Idaho Steelheads. And funnily enough, he posted the same stat line in both leagues four goals, eight assists, totaling 12 points. So he was a point-per-game player with the Steelheads and uh, did fine with the Texas Stars, 12 points in 19 games. Certainly nothing to scoff at, but he only played 19 games. He just didn't really get a ton of opportunities due to the amount of talent and depth present with that Stars team. But now there's been a massive handful of off-season departures, and I think that that's going to open up some room uh, for a guy like Antonio Stranges to jump into the lineup and get some pretty consistent minutes. 
uh, because I think the flashes are certainly there. He was pretty good in the ECHL and definitely made some nice plays in the AHL with the Texas Stars, and hopefully he gets a fair shake and gets his opportunity to prove what he's got and show what he's made of, because while I think that he's one of the more raw prospects here and definitely needs a lot of work, uh, there's plenty to be excited about, uh, and it certainly would not be too far-fetched to see a guy like him who was a fourth, fifth-round pick eventually make it to the NHL, although it might take a little bit longer than it will for some other prospects. Which, again, there's I, I say it all the time. There's no shame in the, the long process of making it to the league. Some guys just don't develop as quickly, and, and as long as guys are doing things their way and doing things right, uh, that's all you can really ask for. And so I'm hoping that we'll see some steps forward for a guy like Stranges this season. He's going to have to work extra hard, given the amount of depth that the Stars already have and some of these other big-name prospects that probably already have the upper hand just based on name value alone uh, and what they've done with their respective junior clubs leading into their time with the Texas Stars. And one of those guys, a guy who I feel like just doesn't get talked about enough because it, it just feels odd that he's with the, the Dallas Stars organization. It's Chase Wheatcroft, a guy that the Stars signed in the middle of last season, but he looks like an absolute steal. 47 goals, 60 assists, 107 points, and 68 games played last season in the Western Hockey League for the Prince George Cougars. Only one player in the Western Hockey League had more points than Chase Wheatcroft last season, some guy named Connor Bedard. Maybe you've heard of him. Not too shabby for a, a guy like, like Chase Wheatcroft to put up those numbers. More than Logan Stankoven, uh, who had a pretty dang good year with the Kamloops Blazers. And, and you know, I, I'll admit that I'm certainly not the most educated person in terms of uh, hockey prospects. I, I like to think I know a decent deal about the guys that the Stars do have. But uh, in terms of just knowing NHL prospects across the board, guys that play in all of the Canadian League, guys that play overseas, guys that play all over the world, I'll be honest, I'm not the most educated on them. So to see a guy perform like this, but he hadn't been drafted. I mean, that was his final year in the Western Hockey League. And you look at his numbers, they certainly weren't bad. I mean, last year was by far his best outing. It's just interesting to me that he hadn't gotten picked up, hadn't gotten drafted. The Stars were able to just sign him. They didn't have to waste or use a draft pick in order to acquire him. A guy who scored over 100 points in 68 games played, uh, similar to what we've seen guys like Stan Coven do in the past, similar to what Wyatt Johnston did before making the jump to the Dallas Stars. It's obviously not a, a lock guarantee that he's going to be an NHL stud for years to come, but he seems to be on the right track, and the Stars seem to have a good knack uh, for developing these young standout you know, CHL hockey players, guys like Johnston, guys like Stan Coven, who I expect to take a pretty big step uh, you know, somewhere this season, whether it be in the NHL or AHL. So I'm excited to see what Wheatcroft can do with this opportunity, uh, and there's probably a pretty good-sized chip on his shoulder as he probably feels overlooked in some ways by NHL teams who didn't draft him and you would like to think that he'd probably want to give back to the Dallas Stars who are giving him uh, this opportunity to live out his dream uh, and play competitive hockey at a higher level. And I think that he's going to be a blast to watch in the AHO with the Texas Stars. If you are a frequent visitor of Texas Stars games, uh, keep an eye out for Chase Wheatcroft. He'll be new, but I think he's going to be a ton of fun. I mean, those are some forwards. We have one more big name to talk about. I've already thrown his name out there. But we do need to talk about Logan Stankoven and even Matt Murray. 
show some goalie love to close out today's episode. We'll do that coming up next. Third and final segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars. And we have to do it. We, we If we're talking about Stars prospects, we have to talk about Logan Stankoven. He's just a little bit hard to pinpoint in terms of expectations and where he's going to end up this season. And I'll, I will still hold to my take and my belief that he'll be on the ice opening night. Is it super likely? Maybe, maybe not really. I, I don't really know. But I won't back down right now. I will still hold to that take. It's not going to be easy. It's not a given. It's not a guarantee. He's going to have to work for it. But I think given that fact and given that there are so many other names and so many other players in competition for these one or two roster spots, he's going to be a problem in training camp. He's going to be a problem in these preseason games. Uh, Logan Stankoven was a beast last year in the preseason. There just wasn't room for him on the NHL roster. So he got sent back to Kamloops and everyone just kind of thought, oh, yeah, then he'll he'll make it next year. He'll have another great camp. He'll have another great preseason which he probably will, but he might not make the NHL roster, uh, not due to no fault of his own, but it could just come down to seniority of some older players and guys that have more experience. But it also wouldn't shock me, given his talent and given his work ethic, if he does find his way onto the NHL roster, either on opening night, but similar to Maverick Bork, uh, and I feel even more confident with Logan. We, we are going to see him in a Stars sweater, a Dallas Stars sweater sometime this season. He is going to make his NHL debut somewhere. I still think it's going to be opening night, but it's going to happen. Uh, there's way too much hype around this kid. He's shown way too much potential. I think he's special. I think he's going to show that he's special in the preseason. Uh, training camp, I mean, I just don't see no reason why he's going to slow down or regress or take a step back. But the fact of the matter is he needs to play. He needs reps. So even if it doesn't work out for him to be in the NHL, there's absolutely nothing wrong with having him play in the American Hockey League. If anything, there might be some more benefits to that as it would allow him time and, and a lengthy season to build chemistry with players that he's probably going to be sharing the ice with in Dallas one day. Whether that be Maverick Bork or even some of the defensemen that we talked about earlier. You allow those guys to build a bond, build chemistry, and you know grow as teammates together. And then those guys hopefully in bunches, can make the jump to the NHL level and be able to work together. It's obviously a different game in the NHL than it is the AHL at times, but what doesn't necessarily change is your chemistry with your teammates and you know the, the connection that, 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 that you have with those guys. And so hopefully, if that is what happens to Logan Stankov and if he ends up spending a good chunk of the season in Cedar Park, it's not the end of the world. And I think that that could be beneficial in a lot of ways gets to build chemistry with teammates, gets to continue to get reps. The competition is going to be much stiffer in the AHL than it was in the WHL. It's going to be a fun year for Logan Stankov, and it could be a challenging year, could be a roller coaster kind of year, but I think he's going to turn a lot of heads and draw a lot of attention, not just in the world of Dallas Stars hockey, but across the board. I, I think wherever he plays, he's going to light it up, and he's going to be a stud. And the final player I'll, I'll discuss, Matt Murray, goaltender, also worth watching. He may get called up again to the NHL, uh, which hopefully doesn't have to happen, but it, just if a guy gets banged up, hopefully the Stars are able to manage Jake Ottinger a little bit better last season, and Scott Wedgwood can fall under that umbrella as well. He, he, we know that Jake wasn't particularly healthy for a good chunk of the season, especially in the playoffs, certainly not at 100%, but he played, what, 60-plus games in the regular season. 
and still gave it his all and was very good in that Minnesota series and was a little bit shaky at times, especially in that Seattle and Vegas series. But you, you can chalk some of that up to the defense, but also his health. So hopefully Scott Wedgwood is able to stay healthy too, and you can have a little bit healthier of a balance with those guys. But Matt Murray got called up some last season. Hopefully with another year under his belt, you feel a little bit more confident if you need to call him up. Best case scenario, he's in the AHL all season and never has to see NHL ice. I think that would be the best for his development and for his confidence as well. Not to say that he can't win an NHL game because he's won an NHL game, but just the fact that you have two really good NHL goalies, a great and good NHL goalie in Ottinger and Wedgwood, you would like to see those guys get to play the majority of the season. I think when those guys are healthy, it's one of the best one-two tandems in the entire league. And so health is key. Balancing uh, the workload for those guys is going to be of utmost importance if the Stars team wants to have success and wants to go on a deep run. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. I hope you enjoyed this episode, kind of walking through some of the prospects. Let me know if you're watching on YouTube which prospects you are most excited for for this upcoming season. Is it one of the guys I talked about? Who did I miss? Uh, there's plenty of other guys that are going to be on this Texas Stars team in 2023-2024. And from everything I can tell, it's going to be another fun season, another season where they'll probably make the Calder Cup playoffs and hopefully go on another relatively deep, if not really deep, uh, run to potentially win the Calder Cup. That'd, that would be incredible to have yet another season where the NHL and AHL club uh, are playing some pretty good hockey. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We are always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. We will be back here on Friday with a mailbag episode. So be on the lookout on Twitter for a mailbag prompt. And I'll probably post something on YouTube in the community tab as well. So be on the lookout if you want to have your mailbag question put on the episode. There's a chance that I could pick it if you send one in, but you'll never know if you don't submit a question. So be on the lookout, YouTube community tab and Twitter at Locked On Stars. Just a nice, simple search and the mailbag prompt will probably be up sometime today. It could be up by the time you're hearing this. But I hope you guys enjoy your Wednesday and we will see you back here on Friday. <laughs>